full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone. You've got Jeff and Michael here, and that's right, we are back for episode two. We steeled our resolve and decided to forge ahead with another movie. Last episode, Michael challenged me to recall one of our favorite movies, Predator. And it was, at the very least, eye-opening to the challenges that lay before us. With that being said, this is Movie Memories. So, Michael, are you ready? Yes. (laughs) As ready as I can make myself, yes. All right, all right. I've been thinking very hard about the clue to give you. Long and hard. For this right. for this movie. Give it a whirl. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and do it right. I might mess it up. Oh shit. Yes. Oh boy. Alright. Hey. Are you ready? Let me let me gird my loins let me think just a little bit I, okay cam okay and sloan um oh I, that's pretty good we were just we were just talking about uh liar liar and i quoted mr reed and wasn't that the name of the principal is it principal reed close the same first letter Principal Reich. Oh, anyway, um, I'm trying to even think of the beginning opening shot. I'm, I'm going to struggle. All right. So, All right. Well, struggle. So let's do it. I can I can help you through. It's Mr. Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> okay. Rooney. 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 Right. Rooney. They had so Rooney. Rooney. You get the three the three main characters. Yeah, so yeah. You're pretty close. Okay. All right. I watched it a few days ago, and I can't tell you exactly <laughs> what the opening shot was. Yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> Just after it, you know, whenever he starts to show that he's faking his way into sickness. But I think I might know the opening shot. I think it's um, uh, a phone um, answering machine or that or a uh, cassette tape rolling. I think it's one of those two or an alarm clock. It's yeah. some kind of mechanical device. Yes. It's the very first shot. Anyway, um, I think I'm anyway. ready. Go go ahead, man. Can you tell All right. me how it goes? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. It's the story of a kid calling out sick to school, faking his way out of school mm-hmm. so that he can play hooky with his friends. Okay. So if I remember right, I think something like the opening shot, I believe it's in his home where we see, I think you're right, an alarm clock or or something that prompts showing everyone else. I think it's, it's somewhere along the line. Everyone else is going to school um, or they show them at school, his sister's at school and his parents come into the room uh, to check on him and he's faking sick. Yeah, and he's got his blankets all tucked up to his chin, and 
reaching his mom, checking his, like his forehead for his temperature and them just being all gushy to him. And he's like, mm, thanks mommy. Um, <laughs> and he's like, Oh buddy, if you, if you need to stay home, you should just stay home and rest or I can't remember the exact lines, but his parents are doting on Ferris. Who's just milking that. He needs to stay home. And obviously it sets him up as being like the favorite child, you know, the, they love him basically and he can get away with whatever he wants yeah okay then his parents leave and he gets up and starts getting ready for the day and talking monologuing through the to the camera very good yes yeah that's a big part of it yeah he starts monologuing to the camera talking about and i honestly can't remember everything he says in the monologue but has to be along the lines of why he's doing it and there's a, there's a big quote that he it, says yeah yeah no, i know i'm pretty sure he does the let me let me think of the quote i think i can do it life moves pretty fast if you don't stop and take a look around every once in a while you just might miss it yeah there you go yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like close enough yeah camera. like i think he's in a robe walking down the hall right Yes. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's around the time he does the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you don't yeah, stop and take a look around, you just might miss it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the monologue. Yeah. He finishes his monologue. Essentially. I think he's like explaining why he's doing it in school. And I think he introduces cam or it uh, cut back to the school. There are several cuts in the beginning. Like it's, yeah. It is. Does, it, does it cut back and forth? I think it cuts oh, yeah. back and forth to the school, his sister hearing about everyone referencing that he's sick and everybody's so concerned about. That's part of it. But there's also a very iconic scene that it keeps cutting back to at school. Maybe the scene you're referencing, is it with his dummy body setting up his dummy body and showing how it works? And a phone call into the school where he uses the keyboard to make the puking noises with that girl <laughs> or somebody that calls to check on him. That's one. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. where he's. I lose my shit whenever that he does the keyboard stuff. <laughs> when he like takes his hand and like runs it over. For those of you that haven't seen it, it Ferris has like his keyboard set up to being making different sick sound effects as the keys and he takes like his arm and hand at the end of the phone call or after he's hung up the phone call and just like it's all of the keys yeah it's so funny it's so funny to me but am i missing the scene that you're talking about that's iconic that happens before yeah Yeah, everyone quotes it it's it's so quotable um Think, I think about what the, the first thing that happens in a classroom. Oh, Bueller. Yep. <laughs> Bueller. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he's calling them and he's absent. Yes. And so if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, as it kind of goes along, like you're talking about, it cuts back and forth. It cuts back to the school and kids like that one kid walking through the hall saying, Say Ferris. Say Ferris, trying to collect money because mm-hmm. everyone's already sick. Um Yeah. Yeah. And then it, and that then point. we're still getting, we're still coming up to Cameron. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then he's, he does, he's still monologuing, I believe mm-hmm. at this point. And he does bring up Cameron and he calls him in the kitchen. No, no, no. That's whenever Cameron imitates. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, all right, we've established Ferris has faked his sickness. He yes. has been monologuing, break, like right off the bat, that movie. Breaking the fourth wall. The, yeah, I was going to say, one of the great things about this movie is that f- the fourth wall break. And you don't even mind it. At least mm-hmm. whenever I remembered first watching it, and I wasn't even like a quote-unquote film connoisseur. But I do remember just like loving it. And maybe it was because Matthew Broderick was so charming. He was really good in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was just so charming in the role and as Ferris that it was just you wanted him to talk to you. Oh yeah. That was yeah. that was his movie. Was right. Ferris Bueller. Like uh, War Game I, I saw War Games later on. Oh, yeah. It does not compare to this movie, in my opinion, no. as far as his acting. Yeah, his acting <clears throat> I, I mean I, I said it already, but I feel like that's just the best way to he's so charming and charismatic mm-hmm. in the movie. You really just it feels genuine. Like he is Ferris Bueller and he's playing this character. It's great. But anyway, <laughs> so Ferris calls up Cameron who is by all accounts, you can tell like maybe his parents are well off, but in like this secluded nature esque house with Florida ceiling glass walls. Mm. And he is a typical, not typical maybe, but moody, high schooler oh, yeah. who, who might be clinically depressed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and they make light of it <laughs> it's just a little bit disturbing now that we're talking about it and i'm thinking about it but yeah like cam cameron is shades drawn he's not going to school he doesn't want to get up out of bed when he, cameron was in yeah. egypt's land yeah let my people go <laughs> but yeah yeah like if ferris is giving him essentially can't remember all maybe everything he said but basically he gives cameron he runs him up the road about playing hooky with him come on mm-hmm. cameron, get up get out get up get out um and cameron in true fashion was worn down yeah um they but argue uh, over whether or not he's uh, really yeah. sick and yeah yeah, yeah. and then a oh, great scene is Cameron getting into his car, convincing himself to go <laughs> and like driving the wheel and shaking it and just being upset with himself that he's making this decision and going and that he's like uh, even complaining that he's about to go hang out with Ferris. Like he's, he's just going to keep calling. He's going to keep calling. And Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's having his own internal struggle with he doesn't want to go, but if he knows that he that he doesn't go, Ferris is going to be incessant, and he has to go. He has right. no essentially. Mm-hmm. All dressed and ready to go. I think at this point is Ferris there, wearing like a blazer. He a, came, uh, he comes out at one point with the blazer on. Yeah, yeah, because um, he's gearing up to be prepared to go rescue and get Sloan out of the school. Yeah, but, there's a there's that uh, little part you you kind of talked about it, but it's yeah, yeah. relevant the the whole part. Uh, yes, yeah, so Cameron shows up. Yeah, and essentially this whole next bit is about them figuring out and 
implementing a plan to get Ferris's girlfriend Sloan excused from school. Yes. And they do this by faking the death of her grandmother. Very good. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, faking the death of her grandmother by calling the school. Um, and um, this is where this scene where Ed Rooney, yeah, the right. principal of the school, thinks he's picking up on the game because his secretary – this would be impossible. This would be impressive if I could remember her name. Yeah, it would because I can't. <laughs> Mar- Marge? I uh, No, no, it's not. I, I remember it now. Ah, shit. Well, Barb? Yeah, I'll give you one more. What do you think? G- Gail? Grace. Grace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, after I said Barb, I was like, no, I think it's a G. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, during this scene... It, <laughs> I can't. I won't be able to tell you the order in which everything occurs, but Grace tells Rooney that Sloane's father is on the phone, uh-huh. saying that she needs to leave the school because her grand there was a death in the family, her grandmother, and Rooney thinks he has got the upper hand and thinks, "Oh no, this is fake. This is Ferris Bueller. Um, it has to be like he he doesn't believe him. He thinks it's wholly fake." And so he starts this smart mouth Ferris who, or rather it's Cam who's pretending to be root um, Sloan's dad on the phone. Um, George but, Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> George Peterson. <laughs> Rudy. Uh, but I can't remember the, uh, this is where I'm struggling. There's an order in which kind of the conversation happens where, the principal, Mr. Rooney, starts to realize, actually, he's got it wrong. And he is talking to the real yeah. George so, Sloan's dad. He's, he's on the phone and uh, insulting uh, yeah, George yeah. Peterson, quote unquote. Excuse me? Yeah, he's insulting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 whatever. And then uh, Ferris calls at Rooney's office and Grace answers it and she's like, Hey, oh, oh. Rooney. Yeah. And Grace is trying to get Rooney. And she goes talking. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Ferris Bueller on the other line or whatever. Like and yeah. Goes. And I think even the camera does like one of those. And I can't remember the technique where like the camera zooms in yeah, on the character, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's your pulling focus as you're zooming. The, the Jaws, the, the Jaws yeah, yeah. camera. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that happens up on Rooney's face. And then like some creepy, like suspenseful music hits because Rooney's just realized, Oh shit. I just, uh-huh. student's parent on the phone. Oh, uh, and he starts to backtrack. And I think he like covers up the phone. And that's what I was referencing. Like he yells at when Grace. Grace! <laughs> Grace! Um, yeah, so he oh, and she takes the phone and yeah. Oh, yeah, trying to be oh, because he freaks out and leaves yeah. to go get Sloan. Yeah, because he says, "If you don't have my granddaughter or my daughter out front of the school in ten minutes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do something." In which Ferris is like freaking then, out at Cam because yeah, he's over promising yeah. what they can deliver. He was saying like, that he's going to pick him up. Well, don't have some lunch sometime. <laughs> yeah. thing he says. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? So as much as I completely probably botched that whole sequence, yes, there was a back and forth in which Rooney thought he has the upper hand. 
and he insults um, Mr. Peterson, who is being faked by Cam, and they pull it off, essentially. Mm-hmm. Rooney's running down the halls in between classrooms and then stops, slowly walks when he passes a classroom window, and then takes off running again, stops, walks, just so he can get to the classroom and get Sloan out in front of the building so he doesn't get in trouble by the student's parent. Um, but now Ferris points out to Cam very ever so slyly that, you know, now that we have to go pick the, her up in person and you said that her father's going to be there, there's no way that we can show up in your car. And he alludes to that fact that they're going to have to take something fancier because they're expecting Sloan's father. So he gives, I think Cam, like just a sly look and the cam's like, no, no, no. And then it does cut to them. It's like, there's no way you can't, we can't take my dad's car. He loves his car more than anything. But I think somewhere between the house and there, they do cut to them already being back at Cam's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferris oh. asked Cameron for a favor. Yeah, yeah. Since Cameron screwed up on the phone and then immediate cut to Cameron's house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does like this thing and it sticks out in my brain. Maybe I think while they're still at Ferris's house, like arguing about needing to go get the car talking about how much his dad would kill him if they took it or anything happened to the car. And he goes, and then, and, and then, and then he'll do this to me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. He would. Yeah. 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 There, at one point in the movie, he says he would squash my nuts into oblivion. Yeah. 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 And then, and then <laughs> nuts into oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they're at Cam's house because, you know, really thinking back on this movie, there's this show on YouTube called Zach Morris is a jerk in which it's a series of these people pointing out that Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell is actually a villain in Saved by the Bell. And he's a total jerk. They do it from this different point of view where it's like, Oh yeah, actually Zach Morris is a jerk. And now thinking back on Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller is kind of a jerk. He manipulates <laughs> Cam yep. and doing what he wants. He, so they're back at his house convincing him that they have to take this Ferrari. And I don't know if you have the name or the model. I do. And I was wondering if you remembered it. Is it a Ferrari four, five, eight or something like that? Uh, You want me to give it away? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The 1961 Ferrari 250 Uh, GT California. (laughs) GT California. So they proceed and and Ferris is like, Cam is still trying to convince Ferris. No, my, my father, he loves this car. He loves this more than life itself. He loves this more than, I think he might even say more than me, or he alludes that he loves his car more than anything. And his wife. Yeah. His wife. Um, And (laughs) Ferris, he even points out, he'll notice the miles and Ferris is like, we'll just run the, uh, run him, run him back or something like that. Yeah. The whole time the cam is sitting here saying like, no way. Ferris is just like, wiping his finger along the lines of the car, leaning up against it. Like, Ooh, like he's just, he's just admiring the car. He's like, we got to do it. And they do it. Yeah. So, uh, they drive off, they show up at the high school. Rooney shows up up front. Now that they've acquired the car, the excuse for Sloan, they show up with Ferris and shades, a fedora, uh, like Uh a, like a duster, um, trench coat. Yeah. 
I'm standing in front of the car or waiting. Doesn't say anything. Um, or maybe he says, come along, my dear. Yeah, it's something very hokey. Come like along, that. my dear. Or he says something. <laughs> and she uh, goes down. And Cam, oh, Cam is laying down in the back seat hiding. Um, <laughs> she goes down the stairs. And then they have like a long French kiss. And yeah, at the yeah, car. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first time you watched this? Can you recall? I can't remember the first watch, but I remember it was a long time ago. What year did this come out? 86. 86. So it was mm-hmm. before I was born. Poor little puppy me. I was born in 88. Came out in 86. Yeah. I had to have seen it when I was pretty young because this is one of the oldest movies I can remember watching, I think. Right. And yeah. I have seen it pretty consistently. I wouldn't say like year by year, but I've seen it like every few years for a while, but I haven't watched it maybe in the last, I know I haven't watched it since I've been here in Nashville. So that's five years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't, and I don't remember watching You're doing it. really well. Yeah, I know. I can't remember the last time I watched it while I was there. So, I mean, it could easily be like eight years or something since I've seen this movie. Wow. Yeah, that's why when you said it, I was a little nervous, but I have seen it quite a few times. And since it's one of the oldest movies I remember watching, oldest not by date, oldest by as far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I think it just had an impression. It stuck out. Plus, I think at that time, anybody who sees that movie when they're young and they're in school, they just admire the movie. Oh, yeah. Like Ferris Bueller got away with it, you know, <laughs> right. So like he becomes an idol. And so that gets ingrained in your brain a little better. Right. I think I know, I know for a fact, I saw it before, um, I was five or six. Yeah. Because my dad, he would play the soundtrack in his car. Yeah, uh, like he'd pick me up from school and he'd play twist and shout like, ball, you know, <laughs> like on the way home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. It's iconic. It is. It's a good way to say it. It's iconic for sure. Like there aren't really any other movies like it, or if they are, it was because of Ferris Bueller, right? Like, right. That was, and I'm probably I'm just speaking from my own experience, but so I'm sure there's other uh, playing hooky movies, but that was probably like maybe the first mainstream successful one that oh, has yeah. the bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it definitely set the bar for the future of any other hooky movies. Um, but I, to my knowledge, I can't think of any, and I'm not saying I've seen every movie, but to my knowledge, I can't think of any others that stand out. Like it set the bar high. And if anybody tried to copy it, they kind of fell short. Yeah, probably. All right. Where All were right. we? They, they drove off. Car. Yeah, they're going. They're they're going where? Do you remember the city? Yeah. Oh shit, Philadelphia. No, no, it's not New York. It's that's another question. What do you remember? What jersey Cameron was wearing? Uh, the the one with the it's kind of a reddish, uh, fluorescent reddish. The Philadelphia Flyers. No, it's, no, it's, but it's, it's a hockey team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's one. I'm pretty sure that's the hockey team for Philly, the Flyers. Um, isn't it like it almost looks like that? I don't know the team name, or now I'm just thinking of the logo. But it's like looks like a music note with the uh, wings so coming off of it. It's the rival team for the city they're going to. It's actually funny. 
Oh, is he? Oh, Chicago. The yeah. So they're they're, <laughs> they're going, going to Chicago. They're going to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So who's the rival team? Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. It was the Wings. Oh, it's a D with the it's, Wings. It it's looks. Yeah, it looks kind of like a like a wheel. I think they both yeah. have like the wing logo. But hey, that's that's pretty good. That's that is good. Yeah, I remember the color. And all that, but okay. So yeah, he's a Red Wings fan. They're going to Chicago. They pull up to a parking garage to give the keys to a valet because they're about to go to lunch at some fancy restaurant. Yes, and the yeah. valets take the exactly key. right. Wow. Yeah, and they <laughs> so they get the keys to the valets, and the valets look like a couple shiesty characters right off the bat, and. It's Ferris gives one of them like a tip with the whole like handshake money exchange thing. Uh-huh. And he says, like, take extra good care of her. Um, and he said, yes, sir, not a scratch or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, I, I think it maybe immediately cuts to them. They like peel out and whip around the corner inside the parking garage. But maybe if I'm not mistaken, it cuts to them. T- going out on their joyride, it shows them taking the car out. Not quite yet, but he, okay. that does happen. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So maybe the next thing is them going to lunch. Yes. So they arrive at this restaurant where there's no available table um, mm-hmm. with a very uppity host, maybe French, maybe not an accent, uh, but that typical you know, like fancy restaurant. I'm the snooty host. I ain't letting you kids in here. Like, who do you think you are type thing? <laughs> so again, Cam, I think is being the reasonable one. Like maybe he says like, why don't we just go or find somewhere else? And Ferris is like, no, like we're eating here. Uh-huh. They devise a plan to, did he see a name on the list? He did. Yeah. So Ferris saw a name on the list and takes it and runs with it. Yeah, Abe um, Froman. Abe Froman. And again, in in lists Cam to impersonate Abe Froman, right? Uh, not, no. Not oh, no, no, no. They say that they're with Abe Froman or yes. they're like relatives or kids of Abe Froman and yeah. that they're with his party. And like your Abe Froman's, does he say son? Does he say is he son? No, the major D... He looks yeah. at him. He's not impressed, and he expresses yeah. his disbelief. And he says, "You're Abe Froman, the sausage." Oh, he says, "Yes, I'm Abe <laughs> Froman, um, and this is my lovely wife, or something." And he like pulls Sloan close to her, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, Cam is solidifying their ruse by calling the restaurant. Um, right? Not quite. From not quite. First, he first uh, Ferris has to act like he's calling the police. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, your yeah. to do that, and Ferris beat him yeah. to it. He's like, I'm gonna yeah, call the police. I, I, yeah, and, I, I, and then uh, he tries to take the phone from him, and he says, "If you take this, I, I yell rat." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he says, "There's another phone in here. Find it." <laughs> yes. So he goes to find the other phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's Cam on the other line pretending to be the police. Uh, that's the chief of, of yeah. police. Yeah, yeah. Sergeant so, Peterson, the Chicago yeah. police. Chicago police. And then, at that point, I think it's just a cut. It's a cut. Like, yeah. There, there's that. that. One. There's two calls. That's one of them. And then uh, Sloan does another one. 
It's like oh yeah, trying to reach I, Abe Froman. Abe Froman, he's a yeah. Um, she describes what he's wearing. Um, gentleman in a something blazer, and, and he's like, yeah. So then that just solidifies. Oh yeah, this is Abe Froman. Mm-hmm. Cuts to them having uh, lunch, and somebody is there while they're eating there, his and dad. they're worried about being caught. Yeah, and his dad shows up. I think they do like the normal coy thing in movies where they don't they use the menus to. And Cam is like, we should go. Like, we should go. This is a bad idea or something. We're going to get caught. They uh, they don't even... I don't think they show him them seeing him in the restaurant. It's when they're outside. No, it's just... They just see him, uh, his dad, talking with two other guys. Like, outside the street. Right. Yeah, and they're yeah. a couple steps oh, above okay. them. And the camera just goes up. Oh, and it that's shows them. them. Getting into the cab. Uh, yes, yes. When they're getting yeah. in the cab, yeah, yeah. He keeps turning dad, around. <laughs> dad was about to turn around and see them, and then turns back around to make a comment to the people he's with. And at that point, they do the finish. They finally sneak past and get inside the cab. The cab that his dad. Oh, were they about to get in it? I think they weren't even going to the restaurant. His dad was about to get into the cab. Yeah, because they get in the cab. Uh, Ferris, Sloan, yeah. and. As I like, as we do this little song and dance, going back and forth, figuring it out. Now I see it clearly. They exit. His dad is trying to get into this cab. They realize it's his dad, and they sneak into the cab that yes. they were about to get into. Yes, and pull off, and then immediately another cab pulls up. They like he turns around, and another cab's there. So, yeah. no, no, no one's the wiser. Mm-hmm. They take a cab heading downtown, and there's a parade going on. Right. And there is some someone else has come to Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Rooney. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 He goes on an expedition to try and track down Ferris and prove that he's playing hooky. Yes. But now I can't think of any part of that. I can't think of any part of the middle of this movie that includes Rooney. <laughs> I'm he, never going to get to that, uh, that neighborhood pizza joint and he thinks he finds Ferris but it's the and back it's, of somebody. Yeah, and it's some it's some woman too, yeah, right? It's a woman. Yeah, yeah. And then and he thinks uh, he's got her. Oh, and then he goes uh, to the bar. Yeah. And on the TV is a Cubs game, and Ferris. They're is at there. it. Yeah. But he doesn't see the Cubs game, right? No, he like. It's, yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, the camera zooms it. in on a foul yeah. ball that uh, Ferris catches. And he catches, and, and, and it cuts before Rooney. He's like TV. swinging his arm, showing everybody the ball. Yeah. Um, and then I think it goes from the, like zooming in on the TV to them being at the ballpark, right? Yes. Yep. And you know, they have some dialogue that maybe has to do with like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And maybe they talk a little bit about like Cam being happy that they, he came out something like that. You're getting close. I can't remember if it's that scene or the following scene. Yeah. And then. I think after the bar ballpark is when they finally it shows them downtown. I don't know how to get there or if it's just the immediate cut to them being there. The art Institute is the next scene. Yes. Okay. So, Oh man, name that song. Oh, um, dream Academy's cover. Please, please, please let me get what I want. Yeah. Let me, let me. Yeah. Great song. And it's a montage of them at the art museum. Yeah. So I think during this whole bit is essentially it shows them playing hooky. They went and had yeah. lunch. 
They went to a Cubs game. They are going to an art museum. And I think eventually they are in downtown at a parade. But during that art museum montage, it's that song is just good. And maybe you have to be an 80s fan. But it's a montage of them. The scene, the scene like is admiring. so good that like, if you heard that song today, you would immediately yep. picture that scene. Yeah, no, opinion. for sure. If you saw the movie, you would know it. Yeah. And so they're at the art museum and it's this montage of them admiring art. But there is this one particular part with Cam. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the painting. It's a very famous painting. I think it's called A Day at the Park or A Day close. in the Park. You're pretty close. A day of picnic or something. A Sunday on the island of La Grande. Yeah. I can't pronounce I'm not sure if it's Jate. It's J-A-T-T-E. Yeah, it's a very famous painting because there's, I mean, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be, pretend to be pretentious and say, I know the style or anything there, or even the artist, but I know it's a very famous painting of. Yeah. Pointillism. Yeah. 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 And the detail that's in it. And you can look at a a family or a kid way in the back in the distance of the painting. And then there's people large in the foreground, mm-hmm. but there's somebody screaming or a kid screaming, or it looks like a crying face. And I think the last scene of the montage is cam just staring yeah. at it and cuts the cams face cuts yeah. back to the painting, gets a little closer to cam's face, a little closer to this, this singular figure that he's fixated on. And it does this cut back and forth between the two while this song is playing. And for some reason you can just like, again, thinking back on it now, uh, they're really pointing out that like cam has issues. (laughs) Right. But they did that so well. Like he he has some unresolved things that are like cams going through life, but he's not going through life. Like Ferris is even though he's friends with them. Just, but just yeah, the thought just, of doing that in that scene. Like, I want to yeah. know whose idea was that was. Yeah. It's just another way to like fill out the character. Like the others, I think we're having fun and admiring stuff. But when it's when the final scene of the montage in the art museum, it's just another way to show Cam getting yeah. deep into it. Uh, I think that's just a great part. It's a great way to show that Cam has some depth, develop yeah. the character and the song with that ending, it just kind of makes it a little bit haunting. I feel like they've exited the art museum and now I think they're enjoying a parade. I don't even know what parade St. Patrick's day, maybe Um, it's uh, it's actually a German parade. Oh, maybe an October fest parade. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Watch it again. Oh yeah. No, because that's the song he's singing. Uh, Danke Shane. Okay. So, they are at this parade and I can't remember the little bit of a turn of event, but somehow Ferris gets up on one of the floats, maybe yeah, Sloan and Cam Cameron said he wasn't having a good time. So yeah. Oh, come on. And, and then he gets up on the float and starts singing. That might be the name of the song. I don't know all the words. Donka Shane, darling. Donka Shane. Yeah. I recall. Yeah. He sings all of this. Um, in front of everybody. And is it another thing where he like is featured on TV? Uh, and Rooney? No, it's not on TV. Is it? That. No. Uh, okay. Well, no. but his dad is like at work in a, one of the buildings. Yeah. He yeah. turns to look out the window when he starts singing the next song, which is, I don't know. 
Twist and shout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a baby now. Take it off, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite. Uh, it is, yeah, it's my favorite. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby now. Yeah. All right. So now this is a little bit fuzzy for me because I think that's the end of their day. And so they go back to get their car. Yes. And they freak out because they find the miles. Yeah. We're skipping over Rooney, who's at uh, the Bueller residence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember that scene. Rooney tries to go confront uh, Ferris Bueller directly. Mm-hmm. Um and even during some point, I might have skipped over it or it comes up at a little bit after this. But not only does Rooney try to discover Ferris and catch him in the act by going straight to the house in which he jumps over the back fence only to be potentially mauled by a dog. Yep. Um, and I think he gets the bottom of his pants um, and shreds them up as he gets back over the fence. So he... He rings the doorbell and the recording of Ferris comes on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry that I can't yeah. come to the door right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he Ferris rigs up out. a recording device. Yeah, he tries to figure out yeah. a way in the house. And then he's on, around the side and he's trying to get in the window and he loses his shoe in the mud. And, yes. And then so, he tries to go in through the doggy door. It's and a, that's when the dog yeah. freaks out on him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the dog sees um, him. Yeah, and then chases him back out of the neighborhood. And I think at some point, I probably glossed over this, his mom comes home to check on him. You did. You missed that, but yeah. Yeah, and it's not that important, but his mom does show up to check on him. But Ferris, slyly again, has devised a mannequin in his bed with a string attached to the arm. And the string is attached to the ceiling and over to the door so that when they open the door, his arm comes down hits play on a recording device of him snoozing, <sighs> snoring away. And since she sees him laying there and sleeping, she doesn't want to bother him. So even though she could have caught him in the act, she's just like, oh, bless his heart, and then closes the yeah. door. Um, so yeah, they're back to ending their day. They pick the car up. I think they realize the miles. And then Cam is freaking out. Yeah, he and, screams and entirety of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ferris, who he told him, we'll just run the miles back. Turns out that doesn't work. They put it up on blocks. Um, The miles are not going anywhere on the odometer in reverse. And he's so sorry. He's apologizing to Cam. And Cam has this like cathartic moment where he stands up for himself, where he says, no, I let you take the car. I let you do this and that like it was my choice and I'm going to stand up to my father. I'm going to tell him when he finds out. And um, he just has this moment where he stands up for himself. And in doing so, he like has this moment of revolt or rebellion and hits the front of the car. Yeah. A couple times. And it shows that the car is slowly coming off of the jacks and he hits it one last time. The car falls off the jacks. And it's going in reverse. It's locked in reverse. And the car hits the ground and takes off and blasts through the back of the the floor-to-ceiling windows in the back of this fancy house and out into this end of the woods. Yes. And Cam has like this, huh, like moment, like, holy shit. Um, and I don't know the transition that gets them 
back into do they so, go to Sloan? Or are they still at Cam's when they go when they, and hang out? After that is when he turns to Ferris. Ferris tries to take the blame for it. And then yeah, yeah. I'll tell Cameron's him it like, was no, my no, 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 no. I swear. It's it's time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cameron stands up. Right, says, right. He'll take the blame. And we kind of skipped uh, where Rooney runs into Jeannie at the house. And Jeannie flips out, kicks him in the face, knocks him out. Yeah. And then um, she goes upstairs, calls the police. Uh, say right. strange man in my house yes. and I'm very protective of my body. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, uh, Rooney's outside. Yeah. Rooney's yeah. outside. His car is getting towed. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. uh, cut now. Now we're back to where Cameron Cameron is in the Ferrari. The next scene, Jeannie's at the police station. Yes. And surprise cameo. As she's a little bit nervous about being in the police station around surrounded by potential criminals, and there is somebody handcuffed sitting next to her who looks like a very coked out uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a little flirtation, like she's apprehensive at first. They have a little flirtatious thing. I don't know. Do they kiss? I can't remember. At the very end. Yeah, yeah at the very yeah, end, they do. They're arguing with each other. Like she, he kind right. of uh, gets in her head about Ferris. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. See, this is all a blur. I can remember all these little details of the movie, but then the actual transition to the big plot points. Yeah. So you uh, come back hard. to the police station, and yeah, Mrs. Bueller is there talking to the police and about the yeah. intruder, and then in the waiting area, Jeannie's totally making out with yeah. Charlie Sheen, and then they right. They, she t- uh, mom tells uh-huh. her let's go. Yeah. So they leave, and that's and when they're Ferris- in the car. Yeah, I think Ferris realizes, or he's heading home. It's about time for him to yeah, make he, it back before his parents get home. He says goodbye to Sloan first. Yeah. And then he notices um, the time. Yep. And so he starts to race home. And as he's crossing a crosswalk on his way home, he almost gets hit by his sister, who's driving his mom's car. Uh-huh. Um, and she realizes, I almost hit somebody. I almost hit Ferris. And Ferris is like, yeah. Oh my gosh, my sister's about to catch me. And she's already pissed through this whole movie that yeah. Ferris is getting away with it. So she's like, oh, this bitch, I'm going to beat him home and he's about to get caught. So she guns it, takes off. Ferris proceeds to through this montage of Ferris going through jumping fences, going through backyards, running through a house and doing the whole like, smells great, everybody. And then he jumps out into a backyard and there's some kids playing and he tells the kids, looks, sounds, smells like a uh, dinner's ready or something. Jumps fences and there's this little slow-mo. He bounces on trampoline and this music is going and he's slow-moing ow, over. Ow, yeah. Ow, ow, yeah. <laughs> he slow-mos over the fence and lands. And what happens when he lands, he looks up to see Rooney. Uh, he runs up to the door first. Yeah, he, he runs up there, in. and yeah, yeah, and then Rooney's behind him. He, or something. he steps. He looks under the mat for the key. The key's gone, and then you see and a foot. Looking, just yeah, and he frame. goes smack. It was a muddy foot, so, yeah. a shoeless sock, uh, muddy foot that's with shredded pants, and he goes looking for this, yeah. and he's holding the key. Exactly. And he goes, "I got you, you little punk," or something like that. Yep. I got you, like dead to rights. He, you know, he's gloating to him. And then I think his sister opens the door during the opens the door. And because of her disdain, maybe for Mr. Rooney, 
and getting him in trouble or not letting him get away yeah. from possibly intruding on the house. I, yeah, I think part of it is her just knowing that she knows that uh, her, her brother knows that his life's over and she's just yeah. relishing that. Yeah. But then she's like, it's my brother. I'm not going to let him go through that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think there's this moment of like, I still got, I got to have his back, especially like in the face of authority. So she says, thank God, Mr. Rooney. You, I think you found my brother. You, you were delirious. You were sleepwalking or, you know, she makes up this excuse. Yeah, coming that, back from the hospital. Yeah. 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 Tired. What are you doing? You need to get up to bed. Thank you so much, Mr. Rooney for bringing our Ferris home. And she, he tries to interject and she slams the door in his face. Oh, and, and Mr. Rooney, you forgot your wallet on the kitchen. Oh <laughs> yeah. And that, Oh, because she didn't know originally, she didn't know who it was. And then yeah. she realized. So now she like pointing out and you better not say anything yeah. about this because I know you were in our house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that essentially sets up Ferris to be in the clear. He runs up stairs, maybe strips down or doesn't even strip down, jumps into the blankets and right. his parents show up right at, right at that moment and come upstairs to check on him. Yeah. And the stereo is um, still going with the snoring. So he has to do yeah, it. Yeah. To turn it uh, he takes his shoes off and throws a shoe at it. Or does no, he take the baseball? It's actually the, yeah, the baseball that he caught. Yeah. The baseball that he caught, he nails the stereo. Yeah. Um, Cuts the stereo off. They open the door. How you feeling, little guy? And he, he, you know, hams it up and gets away with it. Yep. Um, and, and I think he says one last thing before the camera shuts off. Well, I know there's like this bit where I can't remember if that just fades out and then it comes back on. And after the credits have been on for a little bit and Ferris, it's like this, you know, post credit scene almost. And Ferris comes walking out into the hallway breaking yeah. the fourth wall again and yeah during the credits it shows rooney um walking and then the school <laughs> bus comes up yeah yeah like mr rooney you all right you want to write and then he has to sit next to some gross kid or something he <laughs> get the bottle cap glasses and yeah. yeah 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 oh you want someone like gummy bears or something like that they're, <laughs> the warm gummy yeah, bears they're warm. they've been in my pocket oh, all day oh and he, I think he takes one. I don't. Yeah. I <laughs> anyway, uh, the movie wraps up. Ferris gets away with it. He's the hero. He had a great day. Went through all this stuff. But yeah, there is like this post-credit scene, which, to my not, I mean, trying to think back, I don't think I've experienced a movie like this before at this point in my life when I first watched it. But there's a post-credit scene where he breaks the fourth wall again, and he yep. tells the audience, "What are you still doing here? Like, go. The movie's over." Like, get out of here. Go on. And <laughs> it's just great. It's just like icing on the cake to have that, like, not only was he breaking the fourth wall with his monologue to begin with, but breaking it by acknowledging you're watching a movie and saying, yeah, it's over. Go home. Yeah. And that's Do you it. have uh, any favorite characters, moments? I mean, obviously, I like... I think it's because of all uh, the, the level of acting. Cause I can't remember the actor's name that plays cam. Oh yeah. Um, but because of cam's complexity and his moodiness, it's just Alan fun. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's played in a bunch of stuff. He's never like the A-lister, but he's played in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I like cam, even though yeah. it's easy to love Ferris because like I said, you might idolize him as you're a kid, but cam's the more complex character. And oh, yeah. Him as an actor, it was just funny. 
they're all great. I mean, uh, it's great casting. I have no idea what the Sloan's name is. And I don't remember ever seeing her ever again in a Mia, movie. <laughs> uh, Mia Sarah. She yeah. was all, the only other movie I remember her in was uh, Legend. Which, oh, yeah. she's the princess. Mm-hmm. That's right. She is. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, Legend, and the Devil Guy, and exactly. the last scene. Oh, it's called the Le- uh, Legend. Isn't also isn't there a name for that movie, The Last Unicorn, or something like that? Or is that I a think, totally separate movie? I think it was originally called that, but they Last the Unicorn to Legends. There was another movie called Last Unicorn. Yeah, I think yeah, that was what it was. But that was the whole bit. Is yeah. So but yeah. Anyway, that was it. All right. Yeah. I don't. I mean, for honestly, I don't think I've seen this movie in eight years. All <laughs> yeah, of this. I'm movies, thoroughly it impressed. Came, <laughs> it came rushing back to me, but like I said. I couldn't, if you gave me stills of all the scenes, I wouldn't have been able to line them up in order. Only the major plot points still stuck out. Like, I know there's a transition here and there, but... There were oh, very, yeah. very few parts that you didn't mention. There was just uh, something else that happened. Well, don't say Chicago it. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> yeah, you watch it and you tell me what you, what you think about it. I don't think there's going to be much to say because you got most of it. So, let's see. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go watch the movie and we'll be back. And that'll be in exactly how long? Rudy? We'll be an hour and 43 minutes. So, Michael, you've watched yes. the movie. Yes, I, I went and watched it. So, what'd you think? Was it everything you thought it was? Yeah, for sure. Legitimately, like, uh, watching through it and there were parts where I laughed and it was genuine laughs, not just like, Oh yeah, I remember this and no, it's funny, you know, cause it was in my head. No, it was funny. Like there were good parts. It was everything I remembered it to be. Matthew Broderick. He was great. Like he was a good little smart alecky gets his way kid. And, it, and so it, he just made the movie a little shit eating grin in the beginning as he's explaining everything. Yeah. It was everything I remembered it to be, and I realized how much I messed up on the order of events, and even forgetting that opening shot. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you think makes this movie rewatchable, or why do we keep watching it over and over again? Is there any anything you can give uh, us? For me, I think it was like when we talked about earlier, where it was that movie that set up. Maybe a whole genre, but like I said, we couldn't really remember a movie, but it was a movie like is a playing a hooky. So when we were watching okay. it as kids, it was easy to idolize the movie and idolize the character and be like, gosh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could skip high school and go on adventures downtown and go to baseball games and all that. Like, yeah. So that's why I feel like it's rewatchable. It sticks out because it just feels like a part of my childhood. But I bet if I introduced it to someone now, as an adult who hadn't seen it, they probably wouldn't end up rewatching it unless it just for some reason it clicked with them. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. 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 That connection really yeah. drives there's, home. There's a lot of that. Like if you think about that movie, um, it, it feels spontaneous when he does everything. Like they go to Chicago and they do all that yeah. stuff. But at the same time you're thinking about it, it's like, there's no way he just thought of, like all yeah, why don't we go do this do. and then goes do it? Yeah, <laughs> I would have had to plan that day. I, yeah, I, I just, and clearly just, he's a rich kid. Like, right. I didn't re- I didn't realize it before. They talked about like he doesn't have a car; he got a computer instead. 
This it wasn't just a computer. <laughs> like yeah, he got a computer. Yeah. All that audio equipment. He's got this root. Yeah. And then he pulls out a wad of cash every time he tips somebody. And it's a mm-hmm. wad of cash, like paying for a rich dinner, going mm-hmm. to a game, all that stuff. Like rewatching yeah. it now, I was like, man, yeah. Also, he was a rich kid. So that's how he could get away with everything. It's like, how much? Yeah. How much did he spend doing all yeah. this? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But I did, I did realize. <laughs> I, I, all those details were coming back and I missed a couple of things that even were p- part of my favorite parts, but they, I got it out of order rewatching it. I knew the plot points. I couldn't mm-hmm. stitch them together correctly. Okay. So it was a movie of details that stick with me and lines that stuck with me, but retelling it was pretty difficult. Are there any other movies that you think of when you see this movie? No, that's the thing. I think we mentioned it before. <laughs> I try, I was, surely there's other movies that tried to be a hooky, like play hooky movie and stuff like that. And maybe they failed or they just didn't reach prominence. But I can't think of any others that are like it. Maybe that's one of the reasons it's so memorable. It's just there's no other movie like it. Do you think, they could, re, do you think they could remake it? I think they probably could, but it would fall flat. That's yeah. Yeah, they probably could, but the things that they do in the movie, they wouldn't seem so exciting. No. You know, it wouldn't be a fun adventure movie. Mm-mm. Yeah, because that's like old news to people nowadays, I feel right. like. Right. Yeah. If, if they know about the movie anyway. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the only thing that would. I like if, if high schoolers right now and the high school generation played hooky, they wouldn't go to a baseball game. Or they yeah. wouldn't go to a museum. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, the, it would so it wouldn't be exciting. They'd go do something else, or they'd stay home play video games or something. You know, right? Like, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? No, other than go watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off because it's a great movie and it's a great okay. John Hughes movie, and it's funny watching through it. And it's just like John Hughes fashion and stuff like that, but using music timing for events. Yeah. Uh, when Ed Rooney is looking at the call that's on hold and it's George Peterson uh, and he finds out that Ferris is on the other line and he's the jig is up and there's like this bell going on with the sound, the song and then the bell rings as it shows the he, light light up on the, the whole line. Going off, yeah. Or when he flips his sunglasses up when he gets off the bus and he's hunting for Ferris Bueller downtown. It's like with the s- trumpet blares of the music, he flips <laughs> them up and then the trumpet blares again as he flips them down. Those little yeah. things like kind of just make it fun. Right. All the, yeah. all the editing and yeah. in that movie. Is yeah, yeah you were right. I was, I was paying attention to the cuts yeah. and yeah. And it's great. Yeah. That, so, so go watch it. If you can only pick one line. What would it be? Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.